In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth in Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child, and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to a firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill towards men. That is for sure a reason to celebrate. Well, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. How are you guys? I don't want to have a contest, but it seemed like these guys are more excited than, than you over here. So I just think it'd be fair to say, how are you guys? A little bit of a delay, but that's okay. We have some people online watching, and at the 4.30, we are going to have the same service out at Seven Lakes. So we're all over the place, right all over Moore County. So it's so very, very exciting to do Christmas Eve with you. So I just want to say on behalf of all of us here at Grace, the entire staff, all of the leadership, especially from our senior pastor, Randy, we just want to say Merry Christmas from our family to yours. So Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. You know, it's so cool this time of year, you have so many people over at your house and that's probably what you're going to get ready for. And, and that is one of the things that we are so privileged to have you guys here with us today. And we are so excited because I know it's a, a definitely a special time to have people over at your house. And, and for you who are guests here with us today, we, we count it honestly a privilege for you to be here with us. We think it's a very special thing. We don't take it lightly. And just like having guests over at your house, you do a lot of preparation just to make sure that you guys feel loved and welcomed and we want to make sure you guys know as guests that we absolutely love you. We've been expecting you for quite some time but just like any guests in your home you don't want them to leave. Christmas comes, you open up gifts and joy is there and you guys have a great time and you're thinking man we do not want this thing to end. Well so it is here with you guys as guests here today. We don't want you to leave so we want to encourage and invite you guys back to join us, back to this family uh, so that we can and continue to celebrate week after week with you as well. Um, so as you guys leave, we have some things just because, you know, it is Christmas time. If you're a family here and you want to celebrate and talk about the Jesus story as a small devotional, you can pick those up at the welcome desk or over at our children's ministry. Or if you were just thinking, hey, you know what? I want to celebrate in walking through this journey with Jesus, but I need some help and maybe some resources. If you want to do that, you can also do that back at the welcome desk as well. We just want to say on behalf of Grace, we want to equip you guys 
guys and just get you ready and celebrate with you guys for this Christmas. So around this time of year, all of us talk about stories about what families have been going on and what's been happening in your lives and what's been happening in our lives. And we want to do the same things, not just tell stories, but tell the story. So we want to talk about the story of Jesus. But what I want to do today, just for a short moment of time, and then we're going to come back together and sing as we end our time. It's going to be short and sweet but powerful. Is the one I want to put it in context. I want to put this story that we hear about all the time, and I just want to put it in context. Because if we know the story about Jesus, but if we have the context of why all this happened, it kind of helps us out. So I just want to talk to you just for a little bit about why all of this happened. So way back in the day, a very long time ago, there was a place that seemed much like a fairy tale. There was a place where people actually hung out with one another, and they were filled with peace. They were filled with love. They honored one another. They spoke respectfully to one another. They served one another. And it wasn't just the people there that would serve and love and encourage and build up one another. It was also the land in which they lived. It was an incredible time because the land in which that surrounded them, I don't know if you guys can imagine this, but it was perfect. The vegetation, the trees, uh, all of the vegetables and the fruit were always in season. Can you imagine this? I mean, my wife and I cannot imagine this because we're not even elevated to a black thumb. Um, We kill indoor plants before they even come in our house. It's kind of a sad thing. But I just imagine this particular idea of everything else around them always being in bloom. And it wasn't just the plants. It wasn't just the vegetables and the fruit that were in season constantly. It wasn't just the people that interacted. It was also the animals that surrounded them. All the animals, like the lions, were still hanging out with the infants They were playing with the toddlers. Can you imagine this? Like as a pet, you didn't get a kitty, you got a lion. They were interacting with one another. Who wants a lion for Christmas? Your your Christmas has just changed. Hollow back at me. That's what I'm talking about. It was pretty much only like six and under that raised their hand. But I, I love you guys. I, I love it. So so here it was. There was a there was a particular place. And let me just let me just say this. This is not a story. This is not a fairy tale. Although it looks and it sounds like much like a cartoon, it is anything but. This is a true story and it really actually happened. And this was the place of Eden. It was the garden in which the people dwelled. And the, the very beginning of humanity actually started. It was Adam and it was Eve. And here it was, the perfect place, the perfect vegetation, and perfect interaction with people, perfect surroundings and the perfect weather. Can you imagine having no seasons? It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It didn't rain too much. And it wasn't too dry. It was just perfect constantly. And this was the place in which they lived. And as some of you guys may know, unfortunately something happened very quickly after that. And if I could just say it like this, what happened was a distortion in design. It wasn't the way it was supposed to be. It was a distortion in design. The Bible calls it sin. Sin came in and ruined the whole picture. And all it was was the perfect design that God set up that got distorted. And so what happened after that was something of chaos. I mean, I guess it's called like somewhat of a virus because that's exactly what spread. It was the distortion of design. What we call it today is pride, selfishness, greed, evil, darkness. It has a lot of words. All it is is a distortion in God's perfect design. The way it was supposed to be got a little messed up. 
Now, I know we have some parents here in the room. I also am a very proud parent. Been married for seven years to an amazing, beautiful wife. Any, any dudes in here married to a beautiful, who married up? Just let me hear some noise. Who married up? Um, I'm throwing you a bone, okay? So I, I just want to, if you didn't answer, that is not my fault, all right? And I have two amazing kids, one four-year-old daughter, and uh, I have a uh, just-turned-one-year-old son. So in our home, if you're parents, you, you understand this, in our home comes a little bit of distortion in design. Have you ever felt like, as parents, you said something like, um, that's not what that's made for? Have you, ever, have you ever caught yourself saying that? Or to say, oh, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't go there. That, that you shouldn't put that, you shouldn't put that there. Because that's not what it's made for. I found myself doing this because uh, my son is recently learning the trades of being a human. And he's brushing his teeth. It's an amazing thing because he has a couple coming in. But then he took it because it looked like a brush and he just used it on top of his head. (laughs) Buddy, listen. That is not what that is made for. Or just, I don't know what it is, but he just takes things and puts it in the toilet. And I just say, buddy... Again, that is not what that's made for. Have you ever found yourself doing that as parents, especially around the Christmas time? My son is starting to to say a few words like ball, and so he'll take the round things on Christmas trees, and he'll chuck them across the, uh, the room. As impressive as that is, that is not what that's made for, right? So, so it's, it's, a great, it's a great thing, but, but honestly, how God looks at his creation, how God looks at his people, how he looks at his sons and looks at his daughters and he says, probably quite often, that is not the way things are supposed to be. And there's a little bit of a distortion in design. He probably says quite often to you and I, man, that's not what I made that for. That's not what I made you for. And so just like a good dad, just like any good dad, we have a heavenly father, which is perfect. And what he does is he fixes all of his kids' mistakes. Come on, somebody. I said he fixes all of the kids' mistakes. That's a, that's a great thing. He doesn't just pick up after us. He doesn't just say, hey, I'm going to fix it. He doesn't just, listen, he doesn't just fix the actions. He fixes our attitude. And he starts right from the source like a good dad does. And sometimes we go over the actions and really what we're looking for is God to change our attitude, our heart. And that's exactly what he did. And that is where we pick up the story, the great redemptive, the great restoring story of humanity. Where we have Jesus literally breaking through and coming to earth, fully God, fully man, presenting to you and I what we now know as the Christmas story. And so I want to read this to you right now. It, is, uh, it comes from Matthew 1, and this is exactly where this particular passage comes from. This is where the introduction, this is where God's promise says, hey, it is coming. And this is how it reads. It says, she, which is Mary, will bear a son. She, I promise you, God says, one day you're going to find this out, and it will be fulfilled. She says this, she will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will, promise you this, he will save his people from all of their distortion of design. He will save my son, in which I'm going to give you a virgin. I know it's impossible, but what is impossible with man, somebody finished it, is possible with God. And so he says this, you shall bear a son, you will bear a son, and Jesus will be his name And he will save 
my people from their sins. What a great, what a great celebration. What a great birthday. I mean, how many birthdays do you have in which all that you own, the gifts in which you give, you actually give back to those others? That's exactly what Jesus did. He says, on my birthday, whenever you celebrate, I'm going to give you something that's going to change the rest of your life. And then again in Luke chapter 1, it continues on and it says this, blessed, again, talking about Mary, it says, blessed is she, and I also want to put you in this context, blessed are you who believe, blessed are you who believe that there would be a fulfillment of the things spoken from the Lord. Come on, somebody. I said, you need to put yourself in this context because God has said, all of which I speak, I promise you, I will fulfill. If you believe, it will happen to you. So whenever you see, yeah, that's uh, absolutely, somebody's excited. Don't worry, we can get security in here real quick, but I'm just kidding. And we have a humanity. Honestly, you and I, we have a humanity that surrounds us that is everything but perfect, everything but whole. And that's exactly what Jesus came to bring. He says, listen, I have a plan. God has a plan. And it is to send my son, born of a virgin, in a manger, underneath all that which you expect. And what's going to happen? What is going to happen next will change the course of history. It will change your life. I know it happened 2,000 years ago. I know it happened a long, long time ago. But the promise, God says, will always be fulfilled. Everything that I say will come to fruition. He says, all you who are broken, I will be made whole. All you who were weary, you will be made with filled with everlasting joy. And the birth and the gift of Christmas is a birth of Jesus fulfilling all that God said. And that's exactly why we celebrate to say, you know what? Christmas time is amazing, but it is the restoration of all that is which distorted from the design that God had made perfect. And that's where he starts. He starts inside the hearts and the souls of everybody so that we can be freed from the captivity, so we can have hope once again, so we can have joy whenever we mourn. We can be comforted whenever we have chaos. So as we... we look at and we remember this story that happened some 2,000 years ago. I want to declare to you today, there may be a distortion in the design of your life, but that's exactly what God came to redeem. That's exactly what God came to restore. And so as we remember this, we need to remember that it happened 2,000 years ago, but God always finishes what he starts. You guys join and stand. We're going to sing a song together. I want to pray for you guys right now. Maybe you guys are just going through some stuff through this holiday season. And maybe there's some things in which you want to be released and healed from. Let me just close your eyes. I just want to pray for you. God, we thank you for the amazing, amazing gift of your son, Jesus. God, we thank you so much for healing, for joy, for comfort, for purpose, for the Holy Spirit. God, we pray for peace at a time where there is so much chaos. God, we pray for clarity when there's too much confusion. 
And God, we ask in Jesus' name that you would come and make your presence known in our lives so that what you started, you will finish. Because it started 2,000 years ago, but it began one silent night.